welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday, the 25th of April, 2022. Just got to bank the wins. Steve, remember the days when getting over 200 happened every five years? Um, (laughs) It seems every week these days we're getting someone who's cracking that, uh, well, what was was magical 200 mark? It's gone. It has. It has gone. Um, So, of course, we'll get to it, obviously, when we're going through the scores and things like that, but we had a massive score this week. But I think there's a, probably one game that completely overshadowed it. Um, and I know that's going to, that's sort of, you go, hang on, someone scored, well, I'll say it, 226 points, but yet there's a game that overshadowed it, um, which we will get to shortly. But there were some really, really massive scores um, this week. Um, and also some down ones, too, from a couple of teams. So before. I tease it anymore, mate. Let's get into it. Let's start with the Super League, just because Dave, I saw him doing his commissioner votes as I was updating the page at about 8 o'clock tonight. So thank you very much, Dave. Um, first game, we, we sort of pumped this one up, Steve. It was um, a bit of a grudge match, this one. It's the Brawlers up against the Major Warriors. Of course, the Major Warriors haven't had the start of the season that we probably thought they would have, being Major Premiers. And the Brawlers are obviously going in thinking that... Um, into into their rebuild time um and the warriors got up here 171.5 to the brawlers a 133.5 for the major warriors a couple of the players actually hit a little bit of form um clayton oliver was outstanding getting 21 tom liberatore getting 20 at tagger bailey dale getting 21 at keyback um for the brawlers jared witt's got 24 at ruck which was outstanding um Shannon Hearn, back into the midfield, gets a lazy 20. Jack Steele, also serviceable as well, getting 16. But it's his forward line of Tabernar and Larky that let him down this week. In terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Wits, two to Dale, and one to Oliver. Yeah, I think you're, you're dead right. Last week I said, ah, this is one of those rivalry games. It doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. Anything could happen. And, uh, yeah, it did. Wow. Uh, the Major Warriors finally played a good game. <laughs> so it maybe it took playing the Brawlers to wake them up. I don't know. Yep. Well done, Bill. Um, <laughs> you've now woken <laughs> them up. Um, I'm, I'm still not quite convinced that the Major Warriors are really a threat to anybody this year. But uh, And I think the Brawlers, I mean, it's really rough when you go from Tabernar and Larky combining for 11 goals one week to what? Did, did Tabernar even get one? I think he might have got one. I assume you got one. You got nine points. So I assume that is one goal and not yeah. nine marks. I'm even convinced. I think he had quite a few marks and maybe a few points. And I'm not even sure he went got a goal at all, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and like, man, Weller and May, who have been stars, just suddenly happened to be playing on teams that just didn't kick points. Like, it's teams that just didn't kick points this week. So, it was as simple as that. So, I don't know. Maybe this is starting to knock my... Um, my, I mean, I've been so confident about the brawlers all year, and I'm just starting to feeling a bit um, wobbly at the moment now. Like after that one, after the 133 bill, that's a bit a bit concerning. Um, I'm I, I'm not quite ready to jump off yet, but uh, but that's uh, it's a bit disturbing. I'm going to put it down to one of these weird warriors brawlers aberration games, and that mm-hmm. back to normal next week, and the warriors will return to their hangover, and the brawlers will. Bounce back in a big way. I mean, we know Tavern and Lucky will do better than that most weeks, but uh, you'd hope. Yep. So Tavern, he did get. Yeah, it was one goal, three three marks. Oh, okay. That's he got. Did get one? Okay. Well, that's. It probably doesn't really make him feel that much better, actually. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> um, the next game was the Thylacines up against Nexus. This is the game that I was alluding to that got the highest score. Nexus two hundred and twenty six point five. Um, against the Thylacines, 147.5, which isn't a bad score in itself. Um, but for Nexus, obviously, um, the standouts here are obviously his forward line of, of Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron. Hawkins getting 30 at key forward. Cameron getting 45 at forward. 
But then he also had Rory Laird getting 22 at tag, Luke Ryan getting 23.5 at key back, and then Jared Lyons getting up a lazy 25 at midfield as well. For the Thylacines, Cripps 22 at Rover, uh, Drew getting 20 at Tagger, and also um, Grundy um, 16.5 at Ruck. I was a little bit nervous for you at one point in time and for the Thylacines because Grundy got a, a knee on knee. I think it was in the third quarter, and I thought, oh, geez, is he going to be able to run it out? But he ended up running out the um, out the game. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Jeremy Cameron got three, Luke Ryan two, and Jared Lyons one. Yeah, what can you say? Nexus, I mean, we, we talked about this last week as well, the fact that Geelong was playing the Kangaroos and therefore Nexus would probably have a good week. And, uh, yeah, I guess that qualifies. Um, yep. <laughs> so, I don't know. You can't really – I mean, obviously Geelong is not going to do that most weeks and we, we know that when Geelong has a bad game, which will, which will happen at some point soon, um, Nexus will probably lose that week. But, um, yeah, the thylacines – uh, definitely, they've been trying so hard to try and get, you know actually get back on track, and it's just not happening for them at the moment. They, but um, some some good efforts, man. Peter Wright, we're waiting for him to actually have that game that you know he was having before the Thalassines traded for him. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jordan Degoe. Well, last week Jordan Degoe was the steak knives who you know did all right for the Dingoes, but. Um, but uh, didn't really uh, didn't really have some father scenes this week. So he played the whole game in the midfield for Collins. Yeah, he went, and I think that's that's the reality. The father scenes. I don't think they think to go. He's a forward. Really, they just they've just got they've just got you know Charlie Dixon, um, yep. and Oscar Allen, and uh, and Eugel Hagen, who's not doing much. I yep. don't know. So. You'd, it's still worth rolling the dice with to go because, to be honest, it's more likely that he'll kick a bag than yeah than anything else. Or you know, yeah, he'll give you a zero every yeah. now and then, but he's, he's still probably more reliable than most. But um, no, like uh, I don't think the Thalassians are this bad. I think they're they're just um, yeah, not much you can do against Nexus this week. It was always going to be a very very difficult task with Geelong playing North. Yep. Yep. All right, next game, Sons of God up against the Farmtoms. Farmtoms' misery continues. Sons of God got up here, 170.5 to the Farmtoms, 144. A little bit of glimmer of light for the Farmtoms, though. Um, but for the Sons of God, Sam Walsh outstanding, getting 36 at centre. Sam Doherty getting 22 at midfield. Daniel Rich getting 19 at mid. Um but also Kerno coming back into that Sons of God team makes him look so much better. To the fact that Charlie Kerno is actually scoring some, some, uh, some decent points for for the for um, Ben's team there. Um, Stewart was also quite good, getting third and a half. But Draper sort of rounds it out, getting a thirteen point five for the Farmtoms. As I said, the team seems to be building a little bit of momentum, getting the one forties. You think is going to win you a couple of games. Aaron Norton getting 16, Lance Franklin getting 22 at forward, Jaden Short getting 16.5 at key back, and even Zach Tui getting 10.5. Give a little bit of a, a bit of light there for Thomas. Um, Tui, of course, is playing in the back line. Um, in terms of the commission votes, it was three for Walsh, two for Franklin, and Sam Doherty gets the one. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Sons of God, they're, they're putting together a nice little patch of form here. They're, they, they've still got a few spots in that lineup that are not entirely convincing to me, but um, but they're they're doing well enough now to, you know, bank these kind of wins, which uh, is putting them in a nice position. Um, so, well done, Sons of God. They're looking solid. I don't, I don't, they don't really quite look top three material for me yet, but they, but they're looking like they. They should make finals, which is, um, you know, so I guess we'll see how that goes for them. Yep. Um, for the next game, it was the Code Hangers up against the Mighty Adams. Um, the Adams got up here, 176 to the Code Hangers, 143. Um, the Mighty Adams, um, similarly to the Sons of God, a couple of big scores here. Um, Noah Anderson, 22 at mid. Darcy Parrish, a lazy 31 at Rover. I think he was, I think I texted he had 30 at half time so that was obviously sort of kicked you no know, they tagged him a little bit in the second half I was thinking at one stage see if we were going to have another Gary Ablett 54 I think we were at that game too 54 um possessions 
Yeah, that I remember that Collingwood Go- against Gold the Coast. Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was quite the game. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, Max King getting 19. Um, as I said, Anderson 22, Dusty Parrish 31, and Jacob Wiedering getting 29.5. For the coat hangers, um, the big standout here is obviously Riley O'Brien um, getting 24.5 at Ruck, which is outstanding. Parfit getting 16.5. Oh, sorry, 16 at um, at Tagger. Um, was all, so you had a couple of people that did beat their win their position but on a whole um just too good for the adams um the adams were too good for the coat hangers that is um the, in terms of the commissioner votes darcy parish 31 jacob weedering two sorry darcy parish three jacob weedering two o'brien one oh, anderson nothing for the 22 rough but yeah some outstanding performances uh in, across these two games um Massive, massive win for the Adams, to be honest. Like, uh, the, the coat hangers have looked more or less average, and the Adams haven't, you know, despite their success last year, have not really hit uh, full cylinders this year yet. They still probably haven't. I mean, you know, McCluggage and Perryman certainly passengers this week, and Max King kicking 1 7 was, uh, yeah. but, um, but you definitely get the feeling the Adams are building, and they're now. They've now squared the ledger and the coat hangers. Unfortunately for them, it just feels like uh, this this was their kind of sliding doors game, I think, and I feel like that's it for the coat hangers. They're probably not up to scratch this year, whereas the Adams, I think they're they're looking up and upwards and onwards now. Um, we'll see if they can actually find some consistency and plug now that they're back in their midfield spots continue to be uh, torturous for them. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I can't believe Hind did, as you sent to me, this to me, but I can't believe Hind ended up with eight kicks. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> in, in one quarter, if, if that, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully for your and the coat hanger's sake, he actually gets named this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the final game, of course, was the Ashy Convicts up against the Marvels. Close game, this one. Um Ashy Convicts got up 173 to the Marvels 169.5. For the Convicts, to be honest, it's really strong across their back line. You've got Josh Dunkley getting 20 at Tagger, Sicily getting 26 at um, at Keyback, Cumming getting 12 at back was also outstanding, but um, Callum Mills getting 23 at midfield, Travis Boak 34 at centre. So some big, big numbers there for, for Naomi. For Dave in his Marvels, Zach Bailey getting 39 at key forward. Um, also, Alex Witherland picking up a lazy 23.5 at key back. Um, and, um, yeah, so a couple of solid performances there for the for the Marvels, but the convicts were too strong. Um, for the commissioner votes, Zach Bailey got three, Sicily two, and Witherden one. Yeah, this was an epic game. This this seemed to swing backwards and forwards all weekend. I, I, I kept thinking one had it, and then I thought the other had it, and I was like, wow, it just kept – and I – and eventually, like today, I thought, oh, I think the Marvels have got this. And then suddenly Callum Mills and James Sicily just came out like, you know, just bananas. Like you think that Marvels having Lloyd and Laddams playing, and they played pretty good, really. Yeah. But but it was still not enough to keep up with what Sicily and Mills were doing. And that just meant that Ridley could step in and just have a nice solid midfield game and get the uh, chocolates for Naomi and keep her undefeated run going. Um that was despite, you know, pretty average efforts from McKay, like it's not 100%, and Simpkin. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Marvels, I mean, Zach Bailey, I don't know, I wouldn't have watched him in person. I wasn't necessarily that excited about him. But, yeah, man, when he when he clicks, and I guess, you know, that's what happens when you click against a team like the Suns, it uh, looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Brody Smith, that back, you know, was, that's, a, that's a bit of a letdown there. And, uh and then that's probably the the worst effort across either team, which, uh, and, you know, normally most weeks you'd think this would be an epic, you know, game, high scoring, close, but uh, pretty much on all fronts have got eclipsed, but we'll, we'll get to that one eventually. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, let's have a look at the ladder. All right, the Super League ladder, we've got the Convicts still sitting on top, 6-0. and oh. Their back is at 50. Um, surprise, surprise, Nexus is the highest scoring team. Um, 
I thought it'd be more than more than um, I thought they'd have a higher, a bigger gap um, with the back yeah, score. To be completely honest, yeah, they haven't been that good generally up until this point. But uh, yeah. but yeah, now obviously when you score like fifty more points than almost everybody else in the league, it's, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so second is Nexus. They're five and one, and they're the highest scoring team. Um, Bills Brawlers are in third. They're on four and two. They're thirty-seven point five back. Sons of God in fourth on four and two, ninety-four back. And the Marvels are in fifth, three and three. They're sixty-one point five back. Um, in sixth, we have the Adams on three and three. Coat Hangers are in seventh on four and two. Sorry, two and four. Um, Warriors in eighth in two and four. Um, the thylacines one and five, and the phantoms zero and six. I don't know what I'm reading tonight. I've got a thumping headache behind my left eye, and obviously that means I can't read my computer screen properly. <laughs> oh dear! Sorry, everyone. Yeah, I was just talking to um, the commissioner uh, before, and I sort of mentioned that I, I feel like the thylacines have had a bit of a rough run, and they're one and five. I mean, because like, when you look at the power ladder, they're not they don't look quite anywhere near as bad as the actual ladder, and then I. Checked the fixture and worked out the thylacines actually play the coat hangers, warriors, and phantoms in the next three weeks, and that's uh, so the thylacines. Maybe the season's not dead. I don't know. Like, they're, they're, but the phantoms, I think, uh, maybe this is also could be the chance for the phantoms to get things kickstarted. Because I think, um, I think they might have a good matchup this week too. So yep. yeah. But then that think- against that against column for the thylacines on the power ladder is just ridiculous. <laughs> It's true, isn't it? It's like it's almost everyone's like, in the eight hundreds, and they've had a thousand scored against them. Yeah, and almost almost thousand one hundred. Yeah, so they've had a, but you, but that's what happens when you play the top six teams in yeah. the first six weeks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they've had a bit of a rough one. Hey, they've had a couple of low scores as well, so they can't complain too much. But, yeah. but uh, they, I think you know everybody else is still very much in this uh, competition here. I think you know, especially with the brawlers. Losing this week, that uh, you know, if the, if the Brawlers had managed to beat the Warriors, you would have felt like, wow, the top three is just already decided. But the Brawlers' loss just opens the door a little bit. Sons of God have managed to bank some wins. The Marvels, the Adams are only one game back of third now. Even the Coat Hangers and the Major Warriors, who have been probably not up to scratch, if they can just find a bit of form and you know, a couple of good wins, and suddenly it's all turned around. So, yep. yeah. Just the phantoms who are suddenly leaving their run late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at least Thomas hasn't had a lower score yet. Yeah, that's that's true. He's got that. Yep, yep. He's, at least he's got that in, that in his crown. All right, let's jump across and have a look at the original league, mate. All right, I'll just close that one off. Original league, first game was the Chargers versus the Dozers. The Chargers got up here, 152.5 to the Dozers, 147. Dozers were a ruck down, so, of course, that would have helped if they had played their their backup ruckman. But from a, um, a Chargers perspective, Bruce was outstanding getting 23.5 at, um, at ruck, of course. Uh, Jared Lyons getting 25 at midfield. Brody Mycheck, my... My uh, my backup backup, who is my regular starter, getting 27 at key forward is outstanding, um, and um, yeah, and um, McGrath getting over 30 um, was a good one as well. For the Dozers, um, Sierra getting 32, Callum and at centre, um, not Sierra, sorry, um, not Sierra, Sierra, um, getting 32 at centre, Mills getting 23 at uh, at midfield, and also Jack Steele picking up 16 at Tagger. But, of course, as I mentioned before, Steve, no ruck. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's when you think about the fact that the Dozer didn't have a ruck, you think they actually played pretty damn well this week. They did, yeah. Almost very close to 150 with no ruck is is pretty good. It's probably their, one of their best weeks for the year, to be honest. And when you look at the charges team and you think about how many of those single figures there are there and you're like geez <laughs> what the hell happened how did the Chargers win but we all know how they won it was McGrath suddenly out of the middle of nowhere actually playing like a center and Brody Majek the straight shooter coming with four goals today um I mean obviously Lions and Proust would say hey what about you know we might have deserved some credit too but I mean like man two massive performances in the last game of the round today to uh, kind of flip the game on its head a bit, mate. 
Brody Smith is doing my head in, as I mentioned before in the Super League. Um, I texted Dave during the weekend going, ah, oh, he's killing me. I didn't play him last week and he added with seven marks and six rebounds or whatever it was, throw him in. And anyway, my back line, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing with. And as I mentioned to you, uh, Oliver Florence got a run this week, mainly because I thought Hines was out because um, we were having that conversation. But I literally have, I think it's 11 fit players. Yeah, the charges are, charges are a little, little uh, thin on their depth at the moment. Um, but, um, man, stirring win, stirring win. And, man, I don't, I don't know. I've already lost to the Dozers this year, so I know how soul-destroying that is. So, Thankfully, I got a W in that column. Which, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's an interesting one, when you, especially when you look at the original league ladder and how yeah. knife-edge it is. It's a... Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it 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 keeps. I mean, the dozers really like. I mean, I I don't think they should be even remotely thinking about trying to actually make finals. But um, but you know, um, a win this week would have been massive for them. So um, yeah, they'll be kicking themselves with that ruck situation. Yep. Uh, commissioner votes. I go three to Proust, two to Lions, and one to Mychek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like that. It was like an all. Like, well, when you think about, it, yeah, your your team was all like very hot or very cold, and the dozers were just solid. I mean, it's, it's rare yeah. that you see a, a team with like five players in single figures beat a team that only had like sort of one. Although, if you count the ruck, maybe it's two. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All righty. Uh, this is what I thought game of the year was, or game of definitely game of the round. Um, it could be game of the year. We don't know. Well, I don't know. There's a few more games to play, but it was the Blue Flames up against the Titans. I didn't. I think we both thought that it might be a, a good game and a close game, and but to have a score like this and to be within half a point, 195 to 194.5 for the Titans. What a game! The Titans were outstanding. Sam Walsh getting 36. Mind you, the Blue Flames were outstanding as well, putting up that type of score. Jacob Wiedering getting 29.5. O'Brien getting 24. Oh, sorry, yeah, O'Brien getting 24.5. Um, Joe Danaher picking up 21. There are a couple of people there, um, as we mentioned before, Steve. Tabernar only getting the one goal, and uh, Ryan Burton only getting nine at back. But the Blue Flames... Jeremy Cameron, a lazy 54 at key forward. Doherty, 22 at midfield. Patrick Cripps getting 22 at Rover. Um, you've also got Shannon Hearn getting 17.5 at key back. But half a point to get, put up 194 or 195 and to win by a point, that is incredible. Well, it should never have been because the Blue Flames should have played coming um, like I don't know what the Blue Flames just weren't were a bit sleep at the wheel and didn't have coming in their lineup when the round started and uh, and it cost them the win because ultimately they had no I think they they then in you know, panic threw Heath Chapman into back not realizing he was in health safety protocols and then they had to throw Crisp in there and Crisp I mean like the, the fact that coming didn't play this week is criminal but because uh, the Blue Flames would have waltzed this one in but. Um, but wow, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, like whoever lost this game was going to be feeling pretty <laughs> stiff. Yes, <laughs> this is an amazing game. Um, the Titans are they? I mean, they're starting to look like they might actually be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like that, you know, Natas Blue Flames um, uh, heroes seem to be the locked in top three, and then you know, I think the the Bucks, I think, even though they've been struggling for actually getting wins uh, we've always kind of felt they would eventually you know slingshot through there and that and that probably the wild cards who had started well this year might be the the other the fifth team for finals but now suddenly the titans wow they're just the last couple of weeks have just really turned it on and um and uh yeah they're certainly they certainly look like a top five team as well which i think is putting probably putting a bit of pressure on those wild cards right now yeah yeah yeah, half a point. I'd be, yeah, you'd be gutted if you're the Blue Flames, but it's like, wow, to 
put up what you did. Okay, but if you, if as you're saying, if you've got players that are on your bench that you're like, oh, I should have played this one, you'd be kicking yourself. But put up 194.5. Well, um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Cameron, two to O'Brien, and one to Weedering. Yeah, yeah, very big scores there. But those, those are yep. probably clearly the top three there. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. All righty. Next game was the Dingoes versus Natas. There's obviously a fair bit of history between these two teams. And Natas got up here, 172 to the Dingoes, 133.5. Steve, Natas were just too strong across the board, really. Hawkins getting 30 at key forward. Taylor Walker getting 19 at forward. Um, got Jaden Short getting 23 at midfield. Um, and... Probably Matt Crouch getting 19, oh, sorry, 18 at um, at Rover wasn't too bad either. For yourself, Noah Anderson, 22. Jeremy Howe um, getting 22 at key back. Also, Brody Grundy getting 16.5. But uh, as you mentioned before, when you've got the forward line of Dugowie and Larky, really anything can happen. Yeah, well... No goals for my forward line this week, which, I mean, the, the sad thing for me this week is the Natas didn't actually play that good, like for them anyway. 172, I mean, it was only, it's a kind of a, when you think about some of the other scores that were put up this week, it's kind of average. Um, the Dingoes are obviously terrible, but, um, but you know, this was a beatable Natas score. If it only, if only they'd actually been playing a good team, they would have probably, probably <laughs> would have got done this week, which uh, would have ended the, the streak. But, um uh, but the dingo is just, I don't know, they're, they're like, they're, I guess I rolled the dice a little bit this week. I, I probably could have played smarter and played Logan McDonald. And I think he kicked at least one goal, which is more than to go or like he did. But, but I kind of thought, well, who's more likely to kick a bag? Mm-hmm. Obviously Larky's the only way I seem to win games at the moment when he kicks a bag. Um, Same with go- North. Yeah, so I, I wasn't really expecting Larky to do that much, but he, I mean, he kicked four goals last week in a losing effort, so I was like, oh, well. But, man, when he's when he's on, he's on, and when he's not, he's not. I decided, I looked at the matchups and decided, like, Petrarca had the best possible matchup at centre, and he put up a 25. Bailey, I saw, I stuck with Bailey Smith at tag because he had a good tagging matchup. Didn't do me any good, so I don't know. It's a... It's, I'm glad my back line, for the first time this year, I feel like I actually got my back line correct. So yep. that was nice. I mean, but, uh, yeah, no. Um, all I can do is wait for next year when I've actually got Ben King back. <laughs> feels like. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, it feels like, you know, that my forward line can actually, you know, <laughs> a bit of roulette there. If, I can, if they actually deliver, then it's great. But, uh, but there's... Um, not really a tagger, no real forwards, and uh, and Petrarca and Smith, and I guess I'll just swap them around next week. <laughs> <laughs> Will Nick Dacos get another run at mid? I, you know, I don't think I really have like anybody else who's any better generally, okay. so I, I don't see why not. Um, what did he get today? Where are we? Uh, our twenty-three disposals. Eleven and twelve. Okay, yeah, he's a bit down today, but um, he's he's probably more of a long term centre than he is a mid. But I yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I don't really have any outstanding other mids. Like I've got Zach Tui, who's I think now turned into a bit of a back, and I don't really see how he's going to get a game with more and how kind of mm. dominating proceedings. But um, so you never know. I'm, but I don't really feel like slipping him into midfield. I don't see the point of that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Commissioner votes. Nothing. No one's really jumping out at me. I'm thinking like Jaden Short, but Jaden Short to get three seems a bit strange. It's, well, like I said, I don't think Natas actually played that well. I'm sure Cameron will probably agree um, this week, but, but but you know, Natas are good enough all round to be able to get you know put up once you know 172 on a down week. So yeah. So I think so. You could. I mean, Jeremy Howe was good. Yeah, how was how I had penciled in as for one. Yeah, Grundy was okay, but uh, but you know Walker and Hawkins really were the difference with Jaden Short yeah. and Matt Crouch. Well, yeah. What am I? Do? Okay, I'm going to be a bit controversial. As controversy can be in the AFR. Taylor Walker three, Matt Crouch two, Jeremy Howe one. Cool. Short gets nada. <laughs> Nothing. 
Nothing. All righty. In terms of the next game, it was the Scorpions versus the Heroes. Heroes way too strong here. 177 to the Scorpions, 120. The Scorpions are in a bit of a lull right now. Um, after smashing the, the charges, of course. Um, for the Heroes, stand, standout players, Clayton Oliver, 21 at Rover. Drew, 20 at Tag, as we've already mentioned. Alex Witherden getting 23.5 at Keyback. Jared Witts getting 24 at Ruck. That's really it. That was really the, the, the bottom half of the Heroes really brought the, the scores um, up for them. In terms of the Scorpions, Rory Laird got 30 at um, at centre, but also Buddy Franklin getting 22 at forward. Other than that, Steve, it's uh, relatively um, – how could I put it? Um, no, that's a bit harsh. I was going to say, but I was going to say pathetic, but that's too harsh from the Scorpions. It's they're very up and down. It's, very up yeah, and down well, this year. They're, they're mostly down, but yeah, they did have yes. that one up against you. <laughs> like, and uh, I'd love to say they were, you know, because they've had two wins. They smashed you, yep. and then they beat me. But it wasn't really that they beat me. It was more like you know they scored like barely 120, and I didn't. I just barely scored 100. So, <laughs> so it was pretty awful. Um, yep. You'd like to say, oh, well, they did lose their ruck in the first few minutes, and that's obviously what caused their terrible score. But let's be honest, it would have been pretty awful anyway. Um, it's just the, the their forward line that's actually saving um, them from looking really, really terrible. But um, there you go. They, I mean, the heroes, honestly, I could probably say the same thing about Natas as I can about the heroes. They're okay this week. They're, you know, they're, they're the normal kind of, you know, Wits was amazing and Witherden was solid and, Oliver was Oliver, but you know they could do better. <laughs> they didn't need to, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Just much, much like the last game. <laughs> yeah. Um, commissioner votes in this one. I go three to Jared Witts, two to Drew, and one to Franklin. Oh, nothing for Witherden. Well, when you add marks into there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so twenty-two points. For a forward, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we, uh, it's. I'm uh, yep. not saying any of the guys you mentioned didn't deserve it. I was just like, well, yeah. well nothing for Clayton Oliver either. I mean, I know oh, 21 no. for Oliver is that's, that's his norm, that's, but that's, it ha- hasn't been his norm this year. No, it's true, but yeah, yeah. No. Um, the last game was the Wild Cards up against the Mighty Bucks. Mighty Bucks got up here 179 to the Wild. Wild cards one forty four, forty three point five um, for the mighty bucks. Excuse me, some massive scores here. Darcy Parrish getting forty four at centre. Travis Boat getting twenty four at Rover. Luke Ryan getting twenty three and a half at key back, but also Daniel Rich getting ten and a half at back was pretty damn good. His forward line of Max King and um, Bailey Fritz also getting nineteen and fourteen respectively were all really good numbers um, for the wild cards. Um, Bailey Dale getting 26 at mid is outstanding, and Sicily getting 26 at key back was also incredible. But the rest was kind of a bit average. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, it was a big, like, another again, a big down week for McKay and Wright in the wildcards forward line. We know that's actually a pretty good forward line, but. Yeah, definitely down this week. The, the the more concerning efforts were probably seeing Heaney at Tagger, which just didn't work, and Ridley was down, which is a bit concerning, and mm. Rowan Marshall not really delivering a ruck at the moment either. So, but I mean the Bucks. This we knew we talked about this last week as being probably one of the biggest games of the round because if the Wildcards could actually manage to top the Bucks, that this would be a you know a huge huge win for the wild cards because we know that the wild cards spot in the top five is already the one that, you know, the ones that uh, the Titans and the Bucks and, and any of those other two and four teams are sniffing around going, are the wild cards really that good? We're not convinced. And uh, yeah. And it feels like they, they really in the, on the, Big stage here that fell flat. Uh, the Bucks put up 179, even with their midfielders being terrible, um, and their and their forward line, you know, only par really for them. Um, obviously, some massive other performances, but but the Bucks really, the, the Bucks are back. Mm-hmm. Watch out, here they come. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Commissioner votes. I go three to Parish, two to Bailey Dale, and one to Travis Spoke. Yeah, those, those those two key. You're just not impressed with keybacks this week, are you, mate? <laughs> like, yeah, poor, poor Sicily and poor Ryan, but yeah, poor Sicily. Lucky. I, mean, I feel I should feel lucky now that Jeremy Howe got like you know. Got a, got... <laughs> he got a point for twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling now. I thought I thought he was getting a bit tough, but no, no, that's yeah, yeah he did really well. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, let's have a look at the ladder. Natas are sitting on top. Surprise, surprise. They are 6-0. and oh. Also the highest scoring team. Um, so they're zero back. In terms of the, the heroes, the second on four and two. So they've got a little bit of a gap there, Natas. Obviously, two-game break. Um, the um, heroes are 37.5 back. Um, third, we've got the Blue Flames, four and two. 42 back. Then we have the Titans, three and three. This is where things, well, obviously from second, but things start getting really, really tight on this ladder. Um, Titans are in fourth, three and three, 155.5 back. Then we have the Wildcards in fifth, three and three, and they are 212.5 back. Mighty Bucks are in sixth, two and four. Chargers in seven, two and four. Dingoes are in eighth, two and four. Scorpions are in ninth, two and four. I feel like I'm reading the Brownlow. <laughs> and the and the Dozers are in tenth, two and four. Yeah, one game between fourth and tenth. That's uh, it's huge. It's obviously we we all know there's a far bigger difference between you know those some of those teams than what the ladder is showing right now. But the bottom line is. Uh, form is pretty fickle, and uh, you know we only need uh, well, we only need uh, a Meyer check to kick you know ten goals against the Suns next week, and suddenly the charge is going to look like a million dollars. Um, sure. It <laughs> <So this laughs> takes Nick Larky kicks you know seven goals, and suddenly um, suddenly the Dingo is the top scoring team in the round. Everyone's like, and and you know intelligent people say that they're premiership favourites. <laughs> officially in public in writing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I should. I need to ask you how you got Cam's um, account details for the the website. <laughs> I thought you had your own. Uh, <laughs> writing about yourself, Steve. Again, I don't know. But as you said, though, this the if you look at the form guide, it's just all over the shop, really. I mean, obviously, Natasha and the heroes are the two standouts, but the um. It's just it's so close from on the from the ladder perspective from two down to ten um, as we saw from the charges. I mean, we all charges were sitting in tenth, and and then we just go from tenth straight up to seventh just on one win. So it's um yeah, it's certainly all over the shop. That's for sure. Yeah, but it does mean like yeah, the especially with the run into the mid-season draft. Not that not that I'm seeing to be honest like a clear standout, you know, number one pick or anything yet anyway. But, yeah. um, but you know, if, if you are hoping to, if you are hoping to like pick up a player and slingshot into the top half of the ladder in the second half of the year, then yeah, the, the, I mean, we, the, the, I mean, the, probably the poster child for slingshotting was last year's Natas effort where they somehow were in eighth at the mid season and haven't lost since. Mm. Um, <laughs> But, um, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, I guess all of us who are languishing down the bottom can sort of look up to that Natas effort and think, yeah, you know, maybe that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing we want is people looking up to Natas. <laughs> um, all right. We had an AFR Cup game on the weekend as well, Steve. Well, oh, this is the most exciting AFR Cup week of all. Really? Yeah, round of 16, almost everyone's involved. Half oh. the field gets wiped out. It's amazing. <laughs> after, um, after this week, like, you know, the next time, like, even though the quarterfinals are exciting, yeah, like less than half the teams are involved now. So it's like, you know, yeah. half, half of us have switched off. But True. Very well, true. And in fact, but, but what do you mean? The stand is just around the corner. Yeah, the old stand. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've still got that trophy. I might have to buy. Uh, I've got to, uh, no, uh, I'm not. Certainly not giving anything away where I say that uh, I'll certainly be in there. Um, all righty. Let's um, have a look at uh, – I'll go through who won. Um, 
And if you want to, in the top half and the bottom half, and if you want to pick out a game, if you don't want to pick out a game, no worries at all. But um, if you want to pick out a game to have a bit of a chat about, so he's just going through every single one of them. All right, in the top half of the draw, we had Natas up against the Heroes. The Heroes got up there. And then we had Nexus up against the Wildcards. And Nexus obviously got up there, putting up that 226. So in the quarterfinals, it'll be the Heroes versus Nexus. And in the second half of that top half of the second half of that top, you know what I mean. It was the Surrey Scorpions. I'll tell you what, this headache is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's doing my head in. Um, Scorpions, 120. I'm not, I'm not reading out the scores, Andrew. Okay, don't do that then. Stop talking to yourself in third person. No, anyway. Um, Scorpions played the Farmtoms. Farmtoms won. Oh, my God. Hang on. Scorpion. Oh, Jesus, Dave, you can't even beat the Farmtoms. <laughs> um, Scorpions, yeah Scorpions against the Farmtoms Farmtoms won Titans up against the Brawlers And the Titans won that So it'll be Farmtoms versus Brawlers In the next one Yes, big results I mean, m- massive results there To be honest Seeing the Tass and the Brawlers get dumped um, mm-hmm. Crazy uh, I mean, we, it's funny Because we talked about it a few weeks ago Which, you know We talked about the you know Which one would you rather have In terms of the Tass Would they rather lose their winning streak Yep. The heroes in the premiership, or would they rather lose this game? And we, I guess, we got it right. We nailed it. Um, that they were going to lose one of them, and I guess I don't know whether they would prefer the uh, streak over the uh, AFR Cup. But uh, the the triple crown is dead. I and and I guess that goes for the brawlers too, who are mm-hmm. also looking pretty good on the other two fronts. But uh, it's over, and we're going to see. I, I mean, Phantoms Titans. I think the Titans are starting to come good. You think the Titans should uh, get through that quarterfinal in a couple of weeks? Yep. And then Heroes Nexus should be fascinating, actually. I wonder if Heroes are going to keep uh, the, uh, the Cameron carnage going. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It will be interesting, that game. All right, the bottom half. It was the Dozers up against the Marvels. Bit of a grudge match there. The Marvels got up. And then it was the Blue Flames against the Mighty Adams. Blue Flames got up there. Um, so it's next game is Marvels versus Blue Flames. Then we have the Mighty Bucks up against the Sons of God. Mighty Bucks got up there. And then we had the Chargers up against the Warriors, and the Warriors got up there. So it's Bucks versus Warriors. Man, big week for Dan with the wins over Bill and the captain. That's uh, whew, doesn't get much better. He hasn't had much to smile about this year, but that's, uh, that's big. Um. Like this has actually turned into like I remember I was totally trashing the uh, bottom half of the draw before like last week, but I'm like you know what this is looking okay now that uh, you know, I think the, the, having the Farmtons mm-hmm. in a quarterfinal in that top half just really you know brings the whole level down. So whereas yep. like in the bottom half now, Marvels, Blue Flames, Bucks, Warriors, well the Warriors probably a bit of a stain at the bottom end. You'd think the Bucks should get through in the bottom there, and uh, Marvels, Blue Flames, that's. Uh, Man, there's a bit of history on that one uh, from their Super League days together, so that yeah. would be interesting too. I'm hoping that the Farmtons got on a bit of a run here, just to keep the, in- the season l- l- interesting. Because <laughs> there's nothing worse than going through a season like what Thomas is having right now and not being able to hang your hat on anything. Yeah, it's. I mean, he, you know, yeah, he's got. He's still still alive in the Champions League. Um, yep. And he's, and he's now, so he's, yeah, the interleague stuff's working for him. Yep. Speaking of Champions League. Um, we didn't have a game. No, we didn't, but but we've got it next week. Oh, well, we can t- you want to talk about <laughs> next week's this week? <laughs> well, let's see. Well, haven't, hasn't Thomas got a big game next week? Like in- I think there's a few big games. Okay, we'll, we'll go through it, but we're already at the 43-minute mark. <laughs> and I'm going to collapse soon from my head exploding. So I don't want to. I don't want to keep All right, going on. Pause for a second. So just for Champions League, like yep. group, group A, um, massive game between Natas and the Sons of God as the Adams try to take down the Chargers to sort of catch back up to whoever loses that Adulterers Sons of God game. So that's that's going to be interesting. Can the Adams make sure they beat the Chargers and who actually emerges from that? You know, the now informed Sons of God Natas clash after the Sons of God. Got the first win over them in the first round, round through. Uh, wild cards are obviously through in Group B, but mm-hmm. a big game between uh, coat hangers and scorpions. As after the scorpions, massive score last week or two, yeah, last week. 
uh, set themselves up for actually a chance. Whereas the you know, major warriors will probably have a shot at the wild cards just to give them something to hang their hat on. But uh, so Group B could turn into an interesting three-way battle in the last round. But but uh, well, probably the coat hangers should be able to beat the Scorpions and put that one to bed already. Nexus are pretty much through in Group C, but that's why we've got this massive game between Phantoms and Dozers. If the Phantoms can beat the Dozers, they will jump, well, most likely jump back into second as the Titans are going to have a hard time topping Nexus. Although, if Geelong isn't playing North Melbourne, Nexus actually is quite beatable, so you never know. But <laughs> uh, big game for Phantoms there against the Dozers, though. And then in Group D, um, the Brawlers are basically home. The Blue Flames are dead. It's all about Bucks Marbles, and Bucks Marbles is this week. It's all or nothing for the chocolates, pretty much. Yep, there's some big games this week. So, Champions League, pivotal games. Um, yeah, no, it's good. That's that's my rundown. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, it, was a, it was nice and nice and short. Uh, no, no, there's, as you said, though, there are some massive games. The Chargers have uh, got no massive games at all. Well, well, they, other than well not, not in the sense that it'll matter in terms of them Chargers getting through. <laughs> yeah, the not to the sense that it will matter. That's exactly <laughs> But, but, but the, if the Chargers could upset the Atoms, that would destroy yeah. the end of the Atoms, which would, um, oh, actually, technically, no. Like, no, no, they've still got yeah, another shot. Yeah, because the Atoms still play the Sons of God in the last week, don't they? So, yep. Yeah. So it probably doesn't matter, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump across and have a look at what happens next week um, in the league. Um, we'll start with the original league because we started with the Super League first up. All right. I don't know why that is a rule, but I've just made it one. Um, the original league, we have the Dingoes up against the Heroes. Big game here. Heroes should get up. Yeah, I don't know. The heroes should do this in a canter, much like they did this week. Uh, let me just do the quick check. Are the kangaroos playing anybody good? Because like I only seem to win with like when Lucky kicks goals. It's, I, uh, my phone's just died. Who's kangaroos playing? Um, kangaroos are playing Carlton. Yeah, it's, I, I'm trying to think of a team that the kangaroos could play that actually would make me think like, ooh, maybe he will kick goals there, but. Perth. But they've already <laughs> played West Coast. Yeah, no, but it's already played West Coast. That was one of my two wins. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, can't think of anything. So heroes are gonna win. Yep. Uh Chargers versus well, wild cards versus Chargers. This is a big game because I mean I already mentioned the if the Chargers win by fourteen points, the Chargers are gonna jump the wild cards, which is is kind of mind boggling for a team that's just struggling to put a you know, starting lineup in at the moment. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think I'm going to pick the charges. I just feel like the wild card's looking a bit limp lately. Wow. Wow. Well, hang on. Well, I, I always tip myself, but I honestly don't know what players I'm going to have to to name. Either either they're injured or they've just been omitted. So I'm going to be struggling to find some players, I think. Here's my quandary. I'm thinking like, whoa, hang on a minute. You said Carlton's playing. So that means potentially the Wildcards could have McKay up again. But McKay didn't look fit this week. And I've just realized as well that that means I've got Charlie Kerno playing against me. Like, why do why do I always face <laughs> the other teams with their – key forwards playing North Melbourne. What is that? What's going on? Uh, um, so if, if McKay is actually fit, then the wildcards will probably get the job done, maybe with a massive game from McKay. But I'm not I'm not sure he was fully fit. I think there's some concerns about him. So uh, that could be a problem for the wild. Well, so that, that maybe I'll – my proviso, McKay is fit and he plays. Probably wildcards win. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tip myself, so I'm going to tip the charges. Yeah. Um, my check is up against the Suns, so yeah. he is yes, but I don't have any other forward to play. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So you have to think about that one. <laughs> yeah, West Coast is up against Richmond, okay, and GWS. Well, Hogan's not even playing, so I don't know. Anyway, we'll worry about. I'll worry about my team later on. Um, Bucks and Dozers is the next game. Uh, again, it's be a bloodbath. You think this could be an interesting game when you look at their records? They're both two and four. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but you're distance. building it up, but you're not. 
yeah. well, this this could be a pivotal game. Like you know, it's kind of funny because the Bucks are borderline the top scoring team in the league, and the Doze are the lowest, and yet somehow they've got the same record. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so, Bucks have just got to bank this win. They cannot. Yeah. They, no more mucking around for them. They got. They just got to win. And this is. They shouldn't even think twice about this. Yep. Uh, Scorpions versus Titans. Uh, another massive opportunity for the Titans to really just start, you know, keep banking their wins and start to ensconce themselves in the top five. Uh, Scorpions should be anywhere near a win here. Yeah, this is the type of wins that the Titans really do need to just put away, don't they? Yep. Now, I built this one up at, this, I think, about round two or round three. Of This is where Natasha's run could possibly end after the Blue Flames put up a score this week, nearly uh, nudging the 200. Week. Yeah. Natasha's playing the Blue Flames. I'm going to tip the Blue Flames because Cam's away and we're his proxy. Let's, fu- <laughs> <laughs> Let's screw him up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. you got you got to know that, like, if, if Cam has a late withdrawal and, and, you, and you try to call me to, you know, conference on this proxy situation, I'm, my phone might be, just might be dead. I don't know. <laughs> Does he have Paul Hazelby? <laughs> um, you'd think oh, he's left that one go through to the keeper. <laughs> Not coming there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like the Blue Flames after two losses. Um, you, I mean, obviously their score this week was amazing, and but uh, you know Jeremy Cameron's. Well, the weird thing is, good Cameron and Hawkins are playing each other here in this game, so it doesn't really matter what the Geelong matchup is. I think I think Cameron though is starting to look pretty awesome. Um, I think Blue Flames will actually get. Is it coming back into their lineup? And it's going to be, it's going to be, this is going to be a tough game. Mm. Um, I'll, I'm picking the task because I just feel okay. like, like overall they're the better team. And I feel like Blue Flames will have somebody get injured or in health and safety or something stupid will happen this week. But, but yeah. what I wanted to say was like, um, I think Natas after this game play mm. Scorpions mm-hmm. and then home and home against the Dozers. Yeah. Then this is the, this is the chance that this is so, the one chance we've got for them to, so basically, if they win the next four, I think I, I'm not having sure. I think at that point they might tie the record. I'll have but to go back then, and count them. But then the next the next game is against the Heroes. After that, in round Ooh. four, which is there, I think their chance to break it. So I think the Heroes will be a. Uh, so if this if they don't lose this week, you'd think. Uh, you'd think I'd love for the Dozers to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be that would be a classic <laughs> Warriors brawlers type, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter how, you know, when the Baker brothers play each other, the latter is irrelevant, and it really, really would have to be about as irrelevant as you can possibly imagine right now to yeah. stretch the believability that the Dozers in either of their games against Natas could actually win. But <laughs> I'd love for it to happen. That's uh, not going to, but it'd be geez, it'd be funny. Oh no. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's have a look at the Super League. So who did you think? Did you think the I'm, in that one? I'm, I'm picking the TAS. The TAS, just... that's right. You said that. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Super League. Sons of God are up against the Mighty Atoms. Ooh, big game here. The Sons of God have been doing well. They've got to four and two. The Atoms have now, I mean, both these teams kind of, Looked a bit dodgy over the first few weeks of the year, and both of them started to look better and better. Um, they both yep. played very well this week. I, it's hard to pick who's going to come through here because they're both on the upswing. And so um, I'm, I'm going to pick the Adams because I feel like I think their forward line was off this week completely, and they still almost, you know, still ultimately dominated. So I feel like if um, I, I, any week now, I feel like uh, Max King is going to just kick ten, and it's and it's going to be all it's going to be on. So um, I don't know who the Saints are playing this week, but yeah, I, I'm picking the Adams. But I I I mean, Sons of God have been really impressive. I think so. It wouldn't surprise me if the Sons of God, uh, you know, kept that going as well. The Saints are playing Port Adelaide up <laughs> in Cairns. Yeah, could Max, be wet. Max King's going to kick a bag. It could be very, very wet. No, I'm a Queenslander. I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly you've become a Queenslander and know all about the weather. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, 
The next one is going to be very interesting. Um, it's the convicts up against the brawlers. Not only because I, I actually think the convicts might get up here based on what the brawlers did last week, but the brawlers have got so much more to lose. Obviously, Naomi's six and zero, but the brawlers really don't want to get sucked into that pack. Yeah, the, it's interesting, wasn't it? I, the brawlers seem to have suddenly got a bit of you know they were red hot. They were getting a bit erratic. I think I think the convicts have been dodging bullets and yep. been pretty incredible to get to 6-0 and at this point. I'm not saying the comics are not good. They are very good. Um, but I, I, I'm going to back the brawlers to bounce back and finally bring the convicts run to an end this week. That's um, Yeah, I think they've got a little bit more to play for. The convicts, I think, have already proven they're a top three team. The brawlers, I feel like they should have, but somehow it hasn't quite been translating lately. But uh, no. So I'm going to back the brawlers. Should be yeah, should be a close game either way. They're both averages, the averages are within two of each other, one sixty five to one sixty three. So you're right, it should be a very close game. Um, next one is the Marvels up against the Major Warriors. Marvels should get this one done, surely, shouldn't they? Marvels hate losing. They would have hated losing to the comics in a big yep. way last week, I think. And the Major Warriors, they definitely got up for that brawlers game i think they'll have a letdown and the marbles will sting like a bee there yeah yeah well, maybe i should say like a wasp marble okay or like an ant-man no yeah oh yeah something had sting come on yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm with you i'm with you Just stop talking my head's uh, stop <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one is the coat hangers up against nexus yeah, I think this is where the you know, the coat hangers, the the, the uh, gap between the coat hangers and the rest start to increase. Nexus yep. by a long way, yeah. Yeah, Nexus for myself as well. That, of course, leaves the last game, which is the Phantoms up against the Thylacines. <sighs> big chance for the for Thomas. Uh, at the same time, big probably last last chance saloon for the Thylacines if they can get a win this week and get to two and five. And then turn with the coat hangers and the um, major warriors still to play before the mid-season. You know, the Thalzines could still resurrect this season. They need, they definitely need uh, Peter Wright to get back to that form he was showing for the Bombers. I, I'm a little bit worried that the Thalassines are going to have a wobble this week and the Phantoms, have been, who have been improving, mm-hmm. steal it and kind of kill off both their seasons. But um, I'll, I'll pick the Thalassines because I just feel like they're, Okay. Really rough run, as you mentioned before, with their points against. They, they seem to just run into top scores every week. And uh, sure, the top was... score for Thomas. Yeah, that's that's probably <laughs> what will happen. But uh, but I know I'm thinking karma's going to kick in, and the Thalassians will finally get a score that's or you know put up a good score, and the yep. might actually let him get a win. But we'll see. Yeah, Thalassians will be too strong for me. Cool. All right, we're at the end. Nice one. All right, everyone. Um, so obviously we're only a couple of weeks out from the mid-season draft. So over the probably by the end of next round, um, I'll have the details and, and links and all that sort of stuff updated. Um, oh, will I? It'll probably be I'm away next weekend, so it might be early, early next week before I do it. But anyway, it'll be it'll be up shortly. Um, um, and as always, just for keeping everyone, um, just to refresh everyone's memory so that the D-list are due on the Monday night after the round, um, the day after the round um, finishes, obviously. Um, you can submit, the, you can start submitting them now, although I don't think there's links on the website as yet, or there are, sorry, there are D-lists. Um, so I'm just looking at my current page. I think I remember putting submit D-list, but I don't know if it's got the current team on there yet. It might even be still last year's, yeah, it's still last year's um, end of season D list. So um, don't D list anything there because you're going to look at it and go, they aren't all my players anymore. Um, but yeah, so you, but once that's updated, I'll let everyone know. But you can start D list, uh, submitting D lists, and you can D list as many times as you, you can submit a D list as many times as you want. Of course, I'm going to take the most recent one as your, um, the one that you want. But, um, so D-list you on the Monday. Um, drafts will probably be on the Wednesday night, um, although I haven't looked at fixtures. Knowing the AFL, there might be a Thursday night fixture. So um, 
that week. I haven't looked that far ahead, to be completely honest. But anyway, cool. All righty. Steve, thank you very much, mate. Always a thank pleasure. Um, sorry, everyone, for my, my babbling and my, my getting stuff wrong. But, um, yeah, it's not really with it today. Okay. All right. Um, thanks, everyone. We will be back this time next week. Have a great week. Thanks.